0: I'm Kate Daniels. Sean Jones is the Disaster Service Director for the Salvation Army Northwest Division. Without question, he has likely been overwhelmed with demands and needs in these recent months as we in the West and the Northwest are so hugely affected by forest fires and then related events. Let's meet Sean to hear how the Salvation Army is responding and how we can help. Sean Jones, good morning. Thank you so greatly for being with us this morning.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for having me.
0: You're welcome. And I thank you for the work that you're involved in. You as the Disaster Service Director for the Salvation Army here in the Northwest. You know, I can't even imagine having to be immersed in looking at what's going on around us uh, over these last days and weeks, really. How has it been for you?
1: Hectic. It's probably a good word. Um, a lot of uh, we have been so involved in COVID response, uh, which has still is still going on, and then we transitioned into uh, some of the fires that are happening in and around us. It's always a challenge, especially with a new way of us having to serve people in a uh, social distance type of environment. That has been um, a new way of looking at things.
0: It's a... Uh... At least a double whammy, if not more so, because you're mentioning uh, the COVID and the distancing, and then with needing to respond to the wildfires and finding places for people, I can't imagine that it has been anything but just immensely challenging.
1: Yeah, I mean it always is. Every I mean, the state of Washington tends to burn almost every year, so. Um... The fortunate thing is, is that we know systems and we know processes and we know uh, the players involved and the partners that we work with already. So that does help us out a little bit, gives us a little bit of a leg up. It's a little more challenging uh, when they have a fire in more of a uh, non-rural area like they did in the Bonnie Lake area, which is rural considered in the uh west of the cascade uh thought process but it's nothing like it is in the okanagan or any other places um so uh the people on the east side of the hill they 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 tend to fare pretty well on um on planning and working with each other and helping each other it's um the communities that don't normally have seasonal burns uh, like they did on and the other side of the hill um that uh We're having a bit of a challenge, but uh, we're working through it with them.
0: And so you say that people kind of get used to that. That's really quite stunning that we kind of have had so much of this going on that people kind of know what to do. Isn't that frightening in a way?
1: Well, yeah. I mean, a few years back, we had uh, the mudslide in Oso, which is something that we were extremely involved in. And then that that summer, we had the big fire across the hill in the Okanagan, which they lost, read, eh, about 350 homes. And then the very next year, they lost the same amount of homes in the same type of a region. So um, they... uh, are really good at planning <laughs> they they understand that they're uh, they live in a risky area and so they plan accordingly uh, we'll, we'll be in um, Malden today later today working with that community to see how we can best serve them um, uh, I, I can't I haven't seen devastation like that before in my existence of the army for 25 years so it'll be um, it'll be a unique challenge on how we try to help everybody And and the reality is um, we don't have enough dollars to help everybody. We just have to do what we can do with what we have.
0: And we want to get to that because I think people who are in less dire need want to be able to help. Could you then maybe describe for us when you say you've not seen devastation like that in the 25 years that you've been working, can you give us a little bit of insight as to what's going on?
1: Um, I I would be able to get better insight in about four hours (laughs) Um, all that I'm getting is the information from the state on uh, basically 80% of the town uh, was um, either destroyed or affected through the fire and when you look at a community that's a small um, small community as it is and they lose 80% of their homes or infrastructure it's got to be terrible and um, and again That's that's a big part of the population. Um, When you look at other uh, fires that have happened, yes, it's devastating. And say 350 homes get destroyed, but that's 350 homes out of, you know, 8,000, 9,000. This one, um, it's uh, the percentage of uh, affected population is extreme uh, compared to what normal, uh, in my mind, normal fires are.
0: And you said this is the town of Malden? yes right in eastern washington yeah. right so the, the need is dire we you know regardless yeah. of the percentages people have lost homes they've lost all their possessions hopefully they've escaped with their life and relatively good health so the salvation army is there on site to help and you know, there's been so much. I imagine your coffers are kind of beginning to run dry.
1: Yeah, I, they they always do, and and I I always uh, am cautious on on crying wolf all the time on the fact that you know we need money, but we the reality is we do. And um, what we will be doing with whatever is raised, we'll be trying to help the families that are affected uh, in the best possible way. And and that could be through many avenues. I mean, I, I have uh, the way it's looking is that uh, people are going to need to rehouse somewhere because um, they're not going to be able to rebuild a community of that size um, that quickly. Um, so um, you're going to run into families that have, not only a mortgage that they're paying, now they're paying rent, so they're paying double. Um, there's going to be needs for new clothing, new furniture, new everything, and so uh, we have to see how we can best uh, work on that with them. And then we'll be, we'll be working with long-term recovery groups as well. Who are other partners who are bringing the pieces to the table? And that's that's a really big part of it is we, we make sure that we work with um, the right agencies and the right government partners to where we can leverage the money that uh, our donors have given to us, so we're not duplicating efforts. We're being more collaborative and making sure that we're um, you know, putting together somebody's life in um, in a clear and concise manner. And that way, um, they we are not going and duplicating. And you know, that's part of uh, the whole system.
0: Right it seems uh just mind-boggling to think about 80% of a, of a town just disappearing i guess we heard of this several years ago down in california i think it was paradise essentially uh, the whole town was wiped out and you know and, and then we kind of i kind of forget about it and w- now i wonder how how are they faring are they have they rebuilt what will happen in this case? You know, part of twenty percent of the town is there. People won't be able to necessarily stay there to have somewhere to kind of have a uh, a place to work from. They have to go to surrounding communities, or or what is set up to help the people?
1: Um, right now, uh, the only thing set up is they're in transitional housing uh, with a partner agency, basically. Uh, Uh, clients or people that are affected the survivors are up in Spokane um, in hotels because there's no hotel where they're at or even in closer hotels in other towns near near them Um, and then we have a big meeting coming up uh, today to where we uh, will be uh, starting to put together a recovery plan and and it's it's, um, this is it's a slow process but it's a marathon not a sprint it takes us a while uh, everybody to get all of our ducks in a row to make sure that we all are, are working together to, to help uh, the affected families. How it's going to look years from now, I mean, your guess is as good as mine, um, but we can only do the best w- w- what we have. And the key piece is we want to make sure that the people know that we, we care and we want to try to help. And, um, and, that's, and that's always been our focus.
0: And what a focus it is, you know, I'm just really learning more and more how uh, the Salvation Army is one of the nation's major emergency relief organizations. And uh, we may not be all that aware of it. You're saying you don't want to, you know, be crying wolf too often, but I you know it doesn't hurt to really pay attention to what you're doing and how you're doing it so that we know that the, where we can donate because i think we as a people really do want to help when when there are disasters and uh, mm-hmm. so, so this is one of those times so let's take a moment right now we'll do it again but how can people donate? And I think we're talking that uh, about financial donations, really, at this point, that they are probably donating dollars really is the most helpful and beneficial.
1: Uh-huh. Um, they can go to our website, uh, Salvation Army uh, Northwest Division, and just, just do a, uh, a web search on that. And there's a link on it to where you can click down to donate here, and then you can pick the fire. And and all they have to do is designate within the body of their donation page on the the link for uh, Washington fires. If you just write fires, it can go anywhere, okay? So if they want to be specific and help their community, they just have to designate those dollars. If they want to uh, help out and send a check-in, um, that can go to our divisional headquarters um, in Seattle, and that address is 111 Queen Anne North, Seattle, Washington, and the zip code is 98109. And same thing on their check. Just go down in the comments section, put Washington wildfires, and if they want to help uh, a certain area of the Washington wildfires, if they would just go, like, say, for example, on the other side of the mountains and the... Uh, like the in Okanagan, they just put eastern Washington wildfires on it. And that uh, that way we designate, designate the funds and that's where we spend it. And we spend 100% of the funds uh, raised, um, on disaster, uh, raised for disasters on the disaster.
0: And that's an important point to underscore. I think we like to know that at least the majority of what we donate goes to the cause. And you're saying 100% of the dollars raised goes right to the need.
1: Yes. On, on disaster. Yes. hundred percent of it goes towards that. Yeah.
0: That is so perfect. So we talked a bit about housing. So that's where some of the monies go to help fund that. What else is done in terms of these fire disasters? Where do the funds go?
1: Well, um, the funds will go towards helping the clients. Um, it's, could be like I said earlier. It could be almost anything. Um, it could be helping to pay rent. It could be helping to um, pay for lost uh, items in the homes. It could be helping to pay um, um, insurance premiums. I, I've done that before, and I paid an insurance paid insurance premiums in the Okanagan a couple years ago um, because they're fairly high for fires, um, and if uh, they don't have the X dollars. To pay, they can't get their house rebuilt, so we stepped in and paid the insurance premium. So then the insurance can take care of the house instead of uh, partners. So that's the way that we leverage money. And look at that. And and every case is unique. Every case is different. It's um, not you and I are going to have different uh, needs if something happened to both of us. And so that's going to be exactly the same thing. So we we really need to get down into the weeds on uh, what the what the needs are with the client. And the the survivors themselves, and let the survivors guide their um, their process. Um, the one thing we don't ever want to go in and tell the survivors what they need. Okay, mm-hmm. we we go in there and listen to what they need, and and, and try to build a plan with them. And it's a, it's their recovery plan. It's not us telling them what their recovery plan is. So we work with them to make sure that they um, are getting uh, things in the in the proper order. Um, for example, they don't really need a refrigerator if they don't have a house. So let's let let's get the housing first, then get the refrigerator. Um, so that's uh, it's just the the getting things in the in the in the processes and getting them going and getting them all in the right order. It takes time, and like I said earlier, it's um it really is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Uh, we worked um, the the 520 slide, the Okanagan slide, for three years. Okay, um, we worked the. the Original Okanagan fires uh, for over three years, so it's it's a process. It is, and it's sometimes it can feel tedious, and sometimes it can feel extremely slow. Um, but it's, um, but again, we, we are the <laughs> we're the tortoise in this. We're not the hare, so we we have to move in in a certain manner. And and what it does, it really um, effectively helps people with their recovery.
0: You know, Sean, that sounds like so much common sense. And sometimes it feels like it's lacking these days. But, you know, to underscore that you help the people where they're at instead of saying, well, here, have this. And, you know, they don't need a refrigerator. It, 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 you see how some of those things can be ludicrous. So helping people where they're at just is, yeah, makes a lot of sense. And the mm-hmm. other point that you mentioned that I think helps us to to really appreciate the work in assisting people in these cases is that you look at it as a marathon. You know, too often it seems we're into the quick fix. You know, we want the instant kind of gratification society. But that's not what happens in these cases. All of this and the healing is going to take even that much more time. But, you know, that you're there to look at it in that sense is is such a great reason to want to support you to be able to continue doing the marathon. Mm-hmm. So, so the funds are going to a, a really good place. In in the short term, though, I, I was reading on your website for uh, for the Salvation Army Northwest of of some of the things that happen. Like you have these these vehicles, these trucks that come out with with the food and uh, food boxes and cleanup boxes, that uh, these are things that sometimes really are a thing that you need to give people, you know, in the moment. hmm
1: Yeah, we, we do have our mobile feeding units. We call them canteens, and they're, we've got a few of them staged with, throughout the division to where they can get places uh, within a reasonable amount of time. Um, they're really... For These fires that happened, they all happened on uh, Labor Day, and they were all out or contained by the 17th. And there really wasn't a huge need for us to roll out these, the canteens to go feed people because um, the need wasn't there. Um, and the need was basically covered by the local communities, especially in the Okanagan. They, they covered that fairly, really well. And uh, the Malden one, it looks like um, because there, the infrastructure was gone, um, they got covered in another way. People were in hotels and getting uh, fed in a different way. Um, but we do, but we do have those that we can that we can roll out. We did use them in the uh, Sumner fire, um, the Bonnie Lake fire. We had our uh, local unit in Puyallup that was uh, out feeding, um, and that was his feeding mission. So he, I think he, he did like six, seven hundred meals over over a few days. Um, and and yeah, those those things they're they're not cheap to keep up, <laughs> right? But uh, but we generally uh, we use them when when the mission uh, needs it. And and the, on the other side of the hills, on the other side of the Cascade Range, uh, the need for the canteens wasn't there um, because a lot of it was uh, how quickly the fire happened and how uh, and and it doesn't sound like uh, ten days uh, fire getting suppressed or or contained. Probably might not sound like a lot to the people that are listening on the on the radio, uh, but in my world, that that's really quick. <laughs> um, so it's getting things set up and getting things running. Uh, we we work with our local partners to make sure there is a need. I, I feel it would be irresponsible um, to our donors um, to chase a fire. Um, but we, we feel it's responsible to make sure that where there's a need there. So we work, work with the emergency management people um, to make sure that um, there's, a, there's a need. Um, and if they say yes, we will roll the units and we will be out there feeding, and usually it's within five or six hours.
0: And that's kind of the direction that you do because you are the disaster service director. So you're kind of overlooking the whole scene here in Washington state and seeing where the what the different needs are and directing all these different kinds of units. Correct. Right. That's that's amazing work. Uh, do you get much of a break? <laughs>
1: And for some reason, it feels like it's job security. Um, yeah, I, I, I do occasionally. I'm pretty good at balancing my my life here. Um, like I, I think I said earlier, I've been doing this work for over 25 years now, and I've worked everything since 9/11 almost. Um, and it's um, you, know, you just have to balance it, and and the key is uh, you know making making sure I'm I'm doing my own self care as well. But I feel like that, that person sometimes, um, I'm spinning plates, and I'm just trying to keep the plates up on the stick all the time. Um, so that's, that's always a challenge. I, I've got good people around me. I've ex, I have an excellent staff. Uh, not, a, not a large staff, but an excellent staff of good, dedicated people. And our, and our divisional support through our offices there, through everyone from finance to the program people, they all become all hands on deck in a, in, during a disaster and we've got a great team, and we work well together. And I think that's a testament to how we um, are able to do the good work. And uh, p- people do rely on the Salvation Army. They expect the Salvation Army to be there during a the disaster. And, um, and of course, we are going to be there. Um, and we want to be there in a very uh, deliberate manner.
0: And I think what is is so uh, important here is because of... Y- your dedication as the salvation army to this work uh, others of us who are, are not in that kind of on that track can be part of it we can be partners and by making the donations to help you to do the work you've got a uh, kind of the the whole um machine if you will in in place you know how to navigate the equipment and But you need the support. So that's where we see ourselves, I think, coming in to really work as community. Mm -hmm. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what we that's what we need. It's uh, it's it's always a challenge. um, And and even the even the support piece, it's um, disasters are cyclical. Um, People uh, tend to give to the, the one that's on the news today instead of the one that happened three days ago. Um, so sometimes it's striking when it, um, when the uh, initial event happens. Um, but again, I mean, I, I want uh, people to give <laughs> and if it's, and if it's not always to, to me uh, or to our, our division for our wildfires, I, I still want them to give some way to help people. So I, I think America is a, a great country on that, on the way that they, they help out with that. Um, I, I'm, I'm, always amazed at the generosity that that comes out of the woodworks um during a disaster and it's uh, I think uh, people want to help they <clears throat> don't always know where to go and where to do things Um they might um be looking at well i've got a a, a garage full of stuff that i would love to give but sometimes that's not the way to help people um, we have a hard time matching up things like that so it's the monetary uh it, Uh, piece that really makes us flexible and nimble to where we can um, meet needs and meet niches and take care of things in a a more strategic way.
0: And I appreciate your really expanding upon that for us, uh, Sean, because um, it it underscores what you said earlier, and I'm sure that was just one of many examples when you said you needed to help a, a family with their insurance premium because... Insurance premiums are hefty, and you you can't use a donation of uh, an old old or you know a, a somewhat used lawnmower or someone's um, you know gently used microwave. That's not going to help in that case. It will be somewhere else. But by donating our dollars, we're going to help you to really fulfill a lot more needs.
1: Yes, it's um, it's really. Once upon a time, uh, we were very much into the donations management piece of uh, things just getting dropped off and we'd have to sort it. And every time we touch it, it costs a dollar. I mean, not uh, literally a dollar, but it costs money to move things and and sort them and get them to where they need to go and all of that. And it's just really gotten to the point where it's not cost effective to do that. And and I understand how that hurts the donor's feelings. Well, what, they don't want my help, but, but yes, we do want your help but we, but it, it's better to be doing it in this way. So sometimes it's, it's educating, um, uh, on how, um, sometimes it's not helpful if there's a specific need that comes up and say, for example, we did need, you know, a uh, hundred widgets. Uh, we would, we would tell people that's what we need. And then we, and then we would put that out through our media piece and, and, and I know I would get that, that's that stuff in, um, But until we have a clear um, connection between a client and and a a donation, we we don't uh, we don't ask for those things because again it it could end up sitting in a warehouse for a couple of years, which is doesn't help anybody.
0: Absolutely. So I think you've given us a a good uh, overview of, of where the the need really is. We I I can't think, but probably every one of us this year has been affected by the wildfires directly because if not the fire itself, the the smoke, uh, we've had... Yeah, that, was, right?
1: that wasn't too fun.
0: <laughs> no, it was not. And it made me think about, okay, this is really horrible, but I should be grateful at least because, you know, the fire hasn't impacted my home. So I, I'm very fortunate to have my home and and I'll suffer with the smoke, but I think that gives us maybe a little bit of empathy to the people who've really suffered, and hopefully that's the inspiration for us to you know either get 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 out our uh, debit card or write a check, but but really find a way to support uh, the work that the Salvation Army is doing in terms of these wildfire disasters, and um, and also to emphasize no gift is too small. Right, Sean?
1: Oh yeah, no. It's uh. I mean, we'll 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 take the kind of jingles we like. The kind of folds, um, as far as the dollars go, um, everything does help. And, and I just want to make sure that you understand. We're not just focusing in on one community. We're working with all the communities in the in Washington that have been affected. We we as the Salvation Army have a unique footprint. Um, we ha- we actually have. Uh, a connection into almost every zip code in, in the state um, through our service partners and our and our different delivery systems. So, um, I mean, I was in Davenport yesterday, and there's a, and there's a small pocket there that needs some assistance. And then we're mauled into later today, or, and we'll uh, we know there's the need. We know there's a need there, um, and then there's the Okanagan. There's there's a need up in, in the Omac area. So we're we're sort of spread out. <laughs> so it's a it's a lot and so it, it's um the the dollars raised the, we're we're going to spend them yeah, fair, fairly in our in our uh system fairly quickly um uh, and it's going to be across the entire state it's not it just wasn't one fire that affected one region so uh we're we're going to be all over the place
0: yeah sadly yeah, unfortunately, that's really, that's just the way it is right now with so many fires, so much need. So let's once again mention uh, the way that people can make, we can each make our donations to the the work of the Salvation Army right now.
1: Um, yeah, um, so I was just looking it up, it's uh, northwestsalvationarmy.org. Uh, and that's our website, and you can go there, and there's um, uh, different tabs that you can click on. There's, uh, you know, on how to donate, um, and if you want to, there's an actual uh, link on it for the uh, Washington Wildfire that you can just click on and go to and put in all your information that uh, the, that we need to process your, your gift. And um, that's one way to give, so the website is always nice. Um, and then if people want to send a check, just um, our main office is 111 Queen Anne North Seattle 98109. This is it. And uh, and just designate in your comment section of your checks, um, Washington Wildfires. Um, and that will make sure that that's where your money goes to. And that's, um, that's important because I think people want to know that their money is being spent where they're or they want it to be spent, but if you don't, but if you don't designate it, it goes to our our, our normal general fund that helps people year round as well.
0: Well, that's really good um, information, Sean. Mm-hmm. All of this has been really important, very important uh, information, Sean Jones. You're doing just such incredible work. Um, I thank you, and I hope that thanks is multiplied by the hundreds of thousands of people uh, around our state uh, that are hearing this and that will respond to you. So thank you for your continued work and for spending time with us this morning. You're welcome. Here is a direct website to donate. www.give.salvationarmyusa.org